Welcome to Netfront Presence. We're back after the holiday break. I'm Jeff Gordon of the Post-Dispatch, joined by beat writer Jim Thomas. Back from the road in the midst of a five-game homestand. And uh, JT, uh, first thing, you guys had a chance to uh, to chat it up with the former Blue, Carter Hutton in town with the Buffalo Sabres. Not going to play against the Blues and something, unless something really bad happens for the Sabres tonight against the Blues. But uh, you got a chance to catch up a little old times, talk about what life was like before the Blues were yeah, tell, tell me, Jeff. Yeah, aren't the uh, the backup goalies are like the backup quarterbacks, right? They're the most popular guys in town, and uh, Carter is not never at a loss uh, for words. But uh, it's just amazing where hockey will take you from uh, year to year. Sometimes even even week to week. Uh, Carter Hutton started out six and zero for Buffalo. Since then, he's winless in his last ten starts. Oh six and four, and the net's not his anymore. It belongs to Linus Allmark. Uh, apparently, their patience uh, running thin with uh, with Carter Carter Hutton. He's probably going to play a back to back against Detroit. And the thought by some is, boy, if if he can't beat Detroit, nothing yeah. personal against your your hometown team. Yeah. But that they they may have to start thinking about maybe bringing up a prospect and playing a prospect. And let's just go back two years ago, Carter Hutton two point zero nine goals against here, and we thought uh, some of us thought, and uh, many fans thought, boy, shouldn't he be the number one? Going into the eighteen uh, nineteen season instead of uh, Jake Allen, we we let's say say Carter Hutton resigns with the Blues. Would we even know who Jordan Bennington was? And exactly, and you, would there ever be a showdown between Jordan Bennington and the apparently uh, ill but still competitive Justin Bieber? <laughs> uh, we've a very exciting thing that could happen at some point, but uh, yeah, we this whole Jordan Bennington phenomenon may never have occurred. He went for more money, and understandably so, in Buffalo. He got a good got good coin. Did, did a heck of a job here. Started well there, like you said. But, boy, it's hockey. Things can go good yeah. or bad in a hurry. Oh, yeah. And and even, uh, say, a year ago uh, at at this time, maybe people think you got to get Jake Allen out of there now. Well, maybe not so fast. I mean, yeah. it's so, you know, there's no reason to think maybe Carter Hutton can't, uh, uh, can't get it back. But, it uh, boy, it just doesn't look like it's uh, – it's going to happen there in uh, in Buffalo. All right, so speaking of goaltending and Jordan Bennington, the team comes back from the road, and uh, there were good stretches in the, the three-game winless streak on the road, but then there were some things that went horribly wrong. And just the team had to kind of get its bearings back against a, a San Jose team that's trying to become harder working and trying to focus more on checking. It was a little tighter game than maybe they've played in the past, but still a very good come back from the road for the blues they win the first of five games in a row at home a very important time for the blues to get out of that slump and start winning some games again yeah it looked it looked more like the blues in terms of the tight defense and from the from the, from the goaltender out and <laughs> craig baruby uh especially after the vegas game you know and we're, we're used to him being grumpy after games but on the baruby scale maybe a one to ten with ten being the most agitated he was I'd say maybe eight point five, maybe nine. He was he was pretty agitated, and he 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 didn't name names, but he said everyone everyone needs to be more physical. Everyone needs to play harder. So he he was pretty uh, agitated. But you know what? You're not going to win every game. The Blues run off these big streaks, and then it's almost like they lose and they exhale and they just they just lose a little bit, and. Uh, it shows you too what what a fine line it is between between winning and 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 losing in this league. But now we'll we'll see if they get any traction going. Now they've they've got what these four more games really. Philadelphia is about the only one that maybe is a playoff contender. I mean you got Anaheim, 
Buffalo is like they, they have like the, one of the worst road records in the yeah, league. Yeah. They're they're missing two of their top four scores. So uh, you got you, who else? We mentioned Anaheim. The the, the Rangers are you know forty two points. So you got to make some hay here on this stand. Maybe four out of five. And the, the Blues have regained their home mojo. What they've they've won six in a row. And if they get seven tonight, it'll match the longest home streak in the in the league uh, uh, this season. So you go back to that Vegas game that upset uh, Craig Berube, and they were so close to having the Golden Knights out of that game big time. And they probably should have anyways, but it could have been four or five goal uh, advantage for the Blues. They were inches away from maybe a five-goal lead. Mm-hmm. And then the game goes the other way, and, you know, the Golden Knights get feisty and, and physical and, and score some tough goals. You know, our old friend uh, Stastny gets her done, and, and, you know, Gallant's a tough-minded coach, and he got his guys back in it. And I'm sure that just, to no end, upset Ruby that, oh, they, yeah. you know, they were just cruising, and then they couldn't get it back right. when and they then started to slip. The first two goals were right in front of the net, uh, and the, the first one, uh, Mr. Reeves, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, leaving, uh, scratching, uh, much to Alex Petrangelo, as, as, as he told me, uh, to, to his distress, scratching him in the eyes, and you could see, we didn't see Petro today because he didn't he didn't skate at the optional, but he had scratches under both eyes. So I don't know what happened in that pile. Uh, Reeves seemed like he was laying on top of a much bigger man or heavier man, Petro, for for quite a while, and then uh, Petro comes up with like scratches all around his uh, his eyes. So uh, you know they play they go back to Vegas in February, so that that might be one to maybe watch if, if you're a fan. So now we have is we know that Evander Kane and, and Reeves have a thing. But now, I mean, well, the Blues, I mean, you don't want Petro getting into it with, with, with Reeves, and you don't want Perron, who's had some comments, getting into it with Reeves. Yeah, yeah. former teammates. What? But, uh, you know, as is Petro, but, you know, that is there somebody else like can – Are you calling uh, number 41 into yeah, action, Mr. Bortuzzo? He or would what? seem to be the guy. Yeah, it was – yeah, you don't want to go all eye gouge on somebody in the, in, yeah. In the game. Come yeah, on. and then, then the, the Colorado game, all the great things uh, are our guy – uh, Bennington has has done, but you know, dare I say, Bieber might have been able to score on him in that. Yeah, game. you know, he's had some games where he was just a little off, and that thing it was just it just collapsed. And even in that game, though, there was a moment, there was a stretch of five six minutes where they were coming back. Yeah, and they were trying to pull even, and then that one more goal, and then the man. Yeah, the, the, the dam burst. Yeah, well, so, yeah, the, the Blues get back to three two. Petro scores a goal on the power play. And uh, it looks like, okay, this is going to be a game. But, uh, but no. And, uh, boy, Colorado, if you let their speed get out there on the ice. And, and really, Jeff, a couple of those games, just very unblues-like uh, things. You know, Shen makes that pass. Falk shouldn't have with 10 seconds left. Oh, you don't need to be pinching up. And then no. McKinnon whoosh off to the, to the races. Or even in, like, say, the overtime against uh against Vegas uh Thomas trying one of those spinorama moves on Chandler Stevenson no it's it's three on three and Stevenson's yeah, off to the races. bit of an unbalanced ice situation occurred yes yes a very unbalanced and so now uh after playing 12 straight against the west you're up against the uh uh east teams three out of four as great as the blues have been in the west they they they've been just Average again. There's seven, six, and, th- and three against the East this year. Twenty wins, four losses, four ties against the West. So they have 16 games left against the East. 16 out of 38. So they they need to do better against these guys. Starting with Buffalo, but you have Mike Yo and the uh, the Flyers in town. So they and, and the Rangers. They, they they need to do better against these guys. Yeah, I mean, on Buffalo, good coaching change. Ralph Cougar, motivational guy. Uh, he had been. Uh, 
a longtime European coach, briefly a coach of the Oilers, was most recently managing a soccer team of all things in in England, and uh, but missing Olofsson, who had a breakout year on the wing, and Jeff Skinner, a volume shooter, uh, two of their better guys you can put in the top six. Getting trying to get Marcus Johansson, Jimmy Vasey, and uh, Connor Sheary going. That great, but you should be able to. I mean, Jack Eichel's definitely a top uh, five forward in the league these days, but. And they have good D, good mobile D, but and, and, and all marks been fine. But really, again, all of that is being said. I mean, this should be an opportunity, this whole homestand. If you if you get out and play your style, that eventually that's not gonna it's not gonna bode well for Buffalo. If you can get there. And and you know, for what about half of the game against San Jose, they were probably where they wanted to be. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it seemed like both both teams started a little slow against San Jose, but then then the 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 Blues got it going, and then that you know that that shorthanded uh, goal at, uh, at O'Reilly actually uh, uh, poked it in. But it was, it was good to see Bennington uh, back on his game. But yeah, the Sabers they pick up the veteran for a leak from uh, Calgary. They need forward help. But yeah, you you have like one main goal. Just keep an eye on Eichel. You, yeah, you remember right. the game winner in uh, I don't know what. Thomas was doing. He just kind of backed off him, which yeah. you probably shouldn't do right. when the guy's right behind your neck. And he came out and he could leisurely come out and assess the situation. Oh, my goodness. And then yeah. figure out which spot he wanted to shoot to. And then, you know, of course, Jack Eichel's going to hit that shot. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah un, so. un, unpressured. He was never even no, afterwards. No, didn't even, and get, it didn't even like, get a courtesy bump afterwards. No, it seemed like it seemed like seemed like he had a couple days to oh, well. to uh, to think about that. So yeah, that's job number one. Stick pretty tight <laughs> yeah, to, pretty to Mr. Eichel. Yeah, and of course the last change he should sure do that. Now, in terms of what's been going on with the roster, uh, Colton Preco, as you mentioned, has been away. Uh, Craig Rube keeps saying he's close. You don't really get a good look at him to assess his injury, uh, eyeball his injury. Keeps showing up everywhere at sporting events. He was at the Billikens game last night. Huh? So yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's a shoulder or something, and they're trying to, you know, chill him. They, they didn't want to see the ice pack on the shoulder, and you you guys would have blabbed it mm-hmm. on the internets, and then people are going to be hitting the big fellow, you know, trying to yeah. target him. But yeah. And, you know, why not give a guy some extra time to heal? If this if these were the playoffs, obviously he would be in there. But in, instead, uh, Nico Miccolo, uh, Miccolo rather, is a big kid. Not super strong, Pareko strong yet, but – Another guy out of central casting for the Blues. Uh, oh long God, levers yeah. and yeah, we've mentioned that they've somewhere they've got a factory and that's like cyborgs and they just keep uh, cranking these guys out. You know, six four, two ten, two fifteen uh, defenseman. He's not quite two fifteen. You're right. He needs more strength, but he he I think he'll grow into that uh, grow into that frame. And they've they've liked him for a while. I think the reason he hasn't all the guys that do the prospect stuff hasn't got more notoriety is because he's not a big scorer. But uh, he could be. Right now, maybe a better version in time, uh, a better version of Joel Edmondson, maybe. But right. they, they really like he, – he's not shy about going into the corners and physical play. He seems to – you know, he's got that long wing, wingspan, as many of the, those, the Blues big defensemen have, and he seems like he puts that to, uh, uh, to good use. And uh, pretty telling uh, because yesterday, uh, uh, Wednesday, for those of us here on the net front, uh, Craig Berube says no uh, – Carl Gunnarsson is available to play, so oh. he's ready to play. But still, they're going with Mikola for a second game in a row. Are they? I don't know. Maybe are. They, and, and you know, players hurt. A players hurt. Maybe. And but Gunnarsson's been hurt a lot. Maybe maybe they're getting a little tired of that. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an interesting situation because this team does have uh, some surplus um, 
abilities and surplus personnel uh, in certain spots. It's in, in they're looking forward. They know. I mean, Carl, this is probably it. Whether he finishes the year here or not, he's this would. We were a little surprised that both. You know, when, once Bo Meester was played so well, he decided to come back. That didn't. That was a no brainer. A little surprised that Carl got to come back as well. You know, so for, for two years. Yeah, too. yeah. Now so, it's only one point seven five million. So maybe maybe they would. Uh, Maybe they would swallow that, or maybe they try to move him. But it, who knows? Maybe Carl comes back. But I, I really feel like, and I think the organization feel like uh, that. Uh, uh, if not this year, certainly next year, Mikola is ready to step in. Yeah, and then so what do you injuries? It'd be nice if you're going to maybe move a, a Carl Gunnison, who does have that low number, no low cap number, and a history of success. If he would get out and play ten games in a row, maybe there's a guy you could move because teams will look for for defensive help. You certainly don't want to lose the young guy because here's a you, you look at going forward somebody's coming out of the pile in the expansion draft i, I would imagine a defenseman gets picked off this team you never know and they could work out something you know with uh, seattle so that doesn't happen but realistically can you afford petro can you afford then to keep done as well mm-hmm. you know who's an rfa after this year but right. still not still not into arbitration yet but you would think he'd get a good pay raise i mean and, look at the and he's headed towards bigger money oh he, yeah and and we all know that uh maybe dunn could be better back in his own end but when that's your fifth best defenseman is pretty Vince good. Dunn, you're in pretty good shape yeah so, so if i'm seattle i'm looking at the blues and i assuming i'm assuming they, they keep petro and they protect petro and they obviously you're gonna you're gonna you, maybe you expose Falk. I don't. But Pareko's definitely sticking around. So either Falk or Dunn's available. You would jump at either of those guys. I would think so. Bortuzzo still got uh, what after this year? Or does he have one or two? I think he's got two years left after this year. And for Very the price, he's a good. He's a good guy. Yeah, good guy to have. And you know, Falk, as you mentioned, the interesting thing, he's got a no trade, but he doesn't have a no, no move, movement. So, so he's vulnerable to the. So they they could decide, especially. I mean, we got a, a few moving parts here, but especially if they resign. Petro, right? Maybe they think about that after next year, right? So you have, but one guy you don't want to lose in all of this is a guy that uh, can. You want him to arrive on time, but you also want him to be um, so that he's not eligible for the draft. And so this year, by just giving him a taste of the NHL, I think they can uh, they can prepare to to keep both of those or keep at least two of those young guys. And what was your take? You got one game look at uh, Jake Wallman, who's totally turned his fortunes around. Was he minus thirty one last year? This year, a uh, plus player in San Antonio. He's definitely in the in the minus. It seems like he's finally he's playing a better defense, and that for 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 some of these puck moving, more offensive defensemen that and and that's always been the thing with Jake. And he you know he played okay. Mikola was more impressive, but uh, I think Baruby likes the bigger guys now. You know, Dunn's smaller, but you and we only see it occasionally when Dunn hits a guy. He'll he'll hit a guy, you know. He hasn't taken a guy back into the locker room like he no. did with that that poor uh, Iowa Wild guy or whoever that uh, whoever that yeah, was. Yeah, but so. Logan Couture would, uh, you know. Yeah, Curtis was... and, and and you saw Couture and and uh, uh, and and Falk is not tall, but he he's like yes. tank like. His frame yeah. kind of reminds me of Tarasenko uh, a little bit, but uh, Baruby likes those big guys and. You've coined the phrase. You've trademarked the phrase. Baruby points. If you're aggressive, if you're physical, that's high up. And Wallman was not unphysical, but Mikola just a little more aggressive. Right. And you can see him being a third pairing guy who also logs a lot of time on the penalty kill. Who's that, Mikola? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he plus yeah. he, you know, he had that very good turn at the uh, World uh, Championships where he played with some big boys and held up just fine. Had a, had a strong tournament. Obviously, he's done what he needed to do in San Antonio. He's due to get a good look. 
Mm-hmm. I think it was telling once they realized that Pareko wasn't going to play. Uh, he might miss time that they, they, they switched. They yeah. switched him and Wallman. I mean, they just wanted one of those guys up in case, but didn't want either guy getting rusty. Yeah. But when it became obvious they'd actually need somebody for multiple games, then clearly Nico was above, uh, yeah. uh, ahead of Jake. On and that I front. think it, I think it was telling too that the first guy that got called up when Gunnarsson was out was Mikola. They didn't bring Wallman up first, right. and then it just happened that they they lost uh, they lost another defenseman. So yeah, I would say right now Mikola's at the top of the list. You got Wallman, you got Mitch Ranke. You know Derek Pouliot is the an all star, but I after what we saw. Uh, with the uh, ill-fated hip check against uh, Pittsburgh, you may remember that uh, no. right after Thanksgiving. I don't think uh, I don't really think he's probably in the Blues picture. You know, normally he might get some fill-in time, but now they feel uh, it's a good time to give some of these guys at least a short look of, to, to keep their pro- keep the progression, just yeah. as they did with and the, with, a, with Costin. Maybe a boost to them psychologically yeah. if they're called up for a couple games. You know, Walker's been up, Pogansky's been up, Costin's uh, Costin scored a goal. I'm wondering if Cairo doesn't go down, you know. I it, When Sammy Blay comes back, which is – we're getting pretty close yeah, to that, two, yeah. three weeks. And when Sammy comes back, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Boy, that kid's talented. As we've seen, he's made plays. Mm-hmm. That will be one of the tougher decisions. Now, it's not, not that tough because Ruby likes certain types of guys. And he likes a certain style. And he's got guys who are who bought in. Sammy bought, has, has bought into that. I see things from Sanford, especially when he's in a lesser role, that you know he could definitely, with again, if he's more, if he's persistent, uses his size, which is Craig's always on him. The Chiefs all over him on that. I could see that you could make the case for one more trip to the minors, but it's tough because Kyra Kyra could play. Mm-hmm. He'd be playing for half the teams in the league a lot right now, a mm-hmm. lot. And you see what he does. Maybe even just every other game will have a flash, like the the goal that was ruled offside. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you need to keep this guy in the in the. Oh, uh, you just don't have lineup. a lot of guys like that. They don't come along too often. Yeah, you know? and you know, uh, with that line and Baruby mentioned it the other day, it's almost like the Blues. You're saying it's like a rush line because Schwartz likes to get up the ice. Shen isn't as fast as those guys, but Shen likes to get up the ice, and obviously, uh, Kairu does. So it it gives you a little uh, little different look when that line's out there. So really, I think the uh, as we've seen on the defense with guys getting a look and we've seen up front with guys getting some change in role and some good looks. Uh, the injuries for the most part as we, as this team moves past the halfway point really have helped. There's been a, not only depth, but, but guys in development who have a chance to be better players who have a chance to really grow and the injuries, the opportunity to grow was there and it's actually happened. Now it's easy to say that while well, these guys are out, these other guys have a chance to advance their careers, advance their game. They actually have And some guys in cameo roles and some guys, you know, the, the barber chefs uh, who, uh, who can move up and, and really do some nice things. Yeah. And, and Sunquist, Sunquist, uh, and, and now he's back, uh, he's back with, uh, with barber but Sunquist was, uh, you know, he was up on that O'Reilly line for quite a while he was getting some big minutes you know 17 18 19 minutes a game uh for for him but again i would have to think wouldn't you jeff that when blaze ready and he today again he's working on his own but he's starting to do a lot more stick handling puck handling and shooting with the wrist which and, and he told me it's getting better every day doesn't blaze go right up to the o'reilly yeah line? you know because that line's about puck possession it's about sustaining pressure it's keeping the puck and winning the battles on the walls you know, O'Reilly will win battles uh, with a stick. Uh, Blay will 
you know, crunch people on the wall. He'll jar the puck loose, and he's strong to then do more with it. Good sense, good offensive instincts have always been there, but the, the ability to just to, to along the walls to really sustain uh, pressure to, to when it gets to that type of a pace where you're, you, you know, you're, you're in a cycle and you're hanging on to it or you're, you're just trying to beat the puck out of them in a more of a, a congested offensive zone pressure, he's just built for that. And, and with a good feel for it, good instincts to get. He's not not fast, not quick, but he tends to be where he needs to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you, you 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 have that, and then uh, you know having Barbashev and Sundquist together r- really helps. And and uh, you know, interesting that now Dela Rose is is out of the lineup. I I, I mean, t- disagree if you if you want, or tell me if I'm wrong. I just. I just didn't see a whole lot out of out of Delarose. I, I I don't know. I mean, he I guess he played pretty good defense. Uh, yeah, I mean, a classic fourth liner. He can he can skate, and he's rangy. Um, you know, he, you can put him on the the, the last kill uh, pairing, I suppose, and which they do and up front at times. So, yeah, I mean, is it a compared to where when you're used to having a fourth line off of the Cup team that was a real plus that could actually play more of a role that would actually be a, a good shutdown at times or besides just a momentum shift line, but a, a group that could could make things very difficult on the other side. And when that was your standard for the fourth line where guys could make a difference and then convert some of these opportunities, he's just, you know, he, he's a soldier. I guess he fits in. Mm-hmm. But when you have all these guys back. Yeah, and plus Della Rose, he's shown and he stated he's – He's really uncomfortable on the wing. A lot of these other blues, they can they can play, they can play uh, everywhere. You know, when you, you have uh, uh, Sundquist and Barbashev together, they, they can both play center. Now you, you have like the uh, for a while when Chen well it was just one game, you had like a three center line with Bozak and, and Thomas. But it really, as we see this develop and we see Cairo develop, and and now this is still a, a ways off. But let's just say you plug Tarasenko back with Schwartz and. And Shen, you have Blay with O'Reilly and Perron. It, do you drop Steen to the fourth line instead of McKechnie with Sunquist and Barbashev? And if that's the case, I mean, Kairou, Thomas, Bozak—that that sounds yeah, kind yeah, of exciting. Bad. Yeah, not bad. And, and and getting to Bozak for a minute because, and I was skeptical of him playing the wing. Uh, not a big guy. He's more of a as a centerman. He's his crafty, good sense of where to be, uh, control the puck. Uh, uses teammates. I mean, he fits that profile of a really good third type of center. When you put him on the wing, when you're not a, a speedy guy like a Cairo, you're not a banger like a Sammy Blay. Um, I, I was skeptical, but he has got you know he's persistent on the puck. He, you know he can he can hang on. He can make some plays, and he's actually punched a few goals in. Yeah, uh, you know some of that. I mean, he's going to have to get a little bit of uh, food off of that second power play unit if they can get him out there much, but. I hasn't been bad. I mean, I was probably the most concerned about all these and a real guys slow around. start this year. Real yeah, slow yeah. start this year. And for a while it was okay. He doesn't have maroon. And remember, Thomas was hurt about four or five games early. But then, you know, after about three four weeks, you're like, well. But he, yeah, he's he's been uh, he's been uh, really good and uh, and really resourceful with those guys. It's it, it, it's weird. You, you talk about lines, but uh, it's almost like the pair system. You know, Schwartz and Shen are hardly ever going to be separated. O'Reilly and Perron. There's kind of a Thomas Bozak thing coming now, and and really, although Barbashev and Sunquist have both moved up and down the lines, there's kind of a Barbashev Sunquist. So maybe that's kind of your all things being equal, and and who knows with uh, 
with injuries, uh, that, that maybe that's kind of the kind of the core of how you farm these lines. And Thomas has to play center, right? I mean, he's I just, would think so. Don't he, you he's think? just I mean, so good uh, driving the play, holding the puck. Yeah. You know, his ability to gain the zone, pull up, create space for himself, mm-hmm. and then you know, a crafty guy like that buys time for a crafty guy like Bozak to get into get some place where he could do something. Uh, you know, it's just. Um, I, I got to think if you're down the middle and that's if you can go if you can keep Shannon O'Reilly and, and Thomas down the middle, yeah, and yeah. knowing knowing what your potential is for a good fourth line, yeah, a very good fourth line, elite fourth line, yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's tough, yeah. And the only thing I would say if you get if all the, all of this does happen, that you would have to want to balance out the power plays a little more so that you would uh, you know get uh, as good as it's been. Mm-hmm. They've had mm-hmm. a lot of success in the power play, but that that second unit doesn't get a whole lot, and you're really going to want to involve. Just um, to keep the development going of some of these players, just <laughs> they got pretty leaning, pretty heavy through the injuries on one group. But again, yeah, it's working yeah, real yeah, well. Yeah, you know, just uh, looking at some stats, it surprised me. They are the league's top home power play. They're like almost thirty percent at home, despite like doing absolutely nothing against San Jose. They're still yeah. they're still uh, uh, way up here. And then uh, tonight, Buffalo comes in. They're thirtieth on the PK on the road, like sixty something percent. So. This, this might be a night. Did they uh, get for a leak eligible to play? Yeah, he's got his Because he is a penalty killer because he is, yeah. yeah he oh, okay, is. well, that'll help. Yeah, he, this will be his debut uh, for uh, uh, Buffalo. So he's he's finally got that squared away. Because they have, yeah, they were not good on that. And, of course, the way the Blues have got some confidence going now. And uh, the way Perron's play, too. I mean, I mean, you were you've been there his whole career. The guy with the white shoes, he, yeah. he aggravated Hitchcock, didn't he? When he was was there, didn't it? Hitchcock just kind of yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And and now look at him. I mean, it's like he's he's like he's a, a late bloomer or something, you know. And I know part of it is his stick, but he's. I mean, you talk about clutch plays: uh, seven game winners, four overtime goals. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting to think about a guy that, and it happens on what could have been, you know, his last shot because of the concussions that he's had. And he's been a good player. And we talked about it before on the net front that, you know, when we were talking to Jim Matheson, he was asking, what what happened with this guy? I mean, we all – he always took a lot of shots. He just didn't hit the net very often. He wasn't – I mean, he always looked to score, but he just didn't mm-hmm. score a lot. He was mm-hmm. just a mid-level guy. And this year, I mean, you know, he's a guy scoring at a, you know, point of game. And, and he's getting gigantic game-winning goals all over time. Uh, he's at those moments, mm-hmm. even going back to last year – uh, you know, the, the, the dazzling move to set up Sanford for the clincher and, you know, just, um, God, he, he just a different guy at a time when if, if he got took, takes one more, one more hit, he might be done. Well, yet, you're, you're exactly right. And he said that it was last year, not to jinx it right around this time, mid January, we're almost mid January where he got the concussion in Boston. He was on a big point streak at the time and he missed a lot of time. So yeah. He's he's one. It seems like he's trying to avoid some of those collisions. He's still feisty as ever. The Vegas game, you look down and what what are he and Pacioretty doing? I mean, yeah, he, yeah, get out and, of there. And there's nothing quite like a Perron post game. The, the ten minute cooling, you know, maybe it's the no. French feisty French Canadian. Man, ten minute cooling off period doesn't work with him. Now he's looking for someone to talk to. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen about that. Uh, I, I I love I love the I love the lecture on uh, on Reeves. That was great. So. So really, and, and he's got a shot, I suppose. The Blues fans are, you know, they're on. They're going to be filling, you know, the last man in voting, and they have the home stand, and so they've the people. Uh, Jordan Bennington made a nice pitch for people to yeah. uh, get their last There's second a, votes. What, in. a couple billboards up over town yeah. saying "Vote for DP." 
I, I believe voting ends uh, Friday at midnight, so uh-huh. I would, I would a chance. I would think we would know Saturday if he's if he's in. And or not. you know, if there's an injury replacement or if somebody else pulls the shoot, yeah, he'll be a, he'll be a guy that's high on that list. And and what a cool story, because he's always had the belief. You know, there was always he was always a, he was a cocky guy that rolled in, and he was always a confident player. And he he bounced around, and he's he's got the competitive drive, but he still bounced around, and you just kind of. Some places it worked, some places it didn't. Mm-hmm. And he boom, keeps boomeranging back to the blues. And, ah, so, such a great story of a guy that, uh, yeah, just the persistence of it. And and just such a, a classic story of a guy that, you know, on the blues have had so many guys that were that came and went. And he came and went like three times. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so it's kind of, kind of fitting that he's a hero. Yeah. On a team that's been really a transient organization yeah. with all the guys coming and going over the years. And, and he's, if you pick who's the one guy that's really maybe benefited from Tarasenko being gone, especially on the power play. Yeah, yeah, he's you the know guy, was on, the, on the power play, we got to feed Vladdy. We got to feed Vladdy. Yeah. Well, now Perron's yeah. lining up over in that face-off circle. And he's feed getting the beast. Yeah, he's going to keep firing. Oh, yeah. So this is, uh, you're edging ever closer to the, to the break. They've had a couple of um, – Three uh, three game winless streaks, uh, you know, uh, a little longer, but with uh, what was it a four? But they got four or five, but they got uh, some overtime and, and those. Points. Yeah, yeah, they've had only one where they've lost three lost in three regulation. In regulation. Yeah, so yeah. they managed to keep pulling out of those slumps. They've had a seven game uh, total winning streak, an eight game winning streak. As you mentioned, a six game at home going on, uh, trying to get more out of that. It just they, they've kept the lows pretty, uh, you know, from 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 getting too deep. They've maintained a pretty high level of, of energy. Uh, they've been able to integrate guys enough in and, in and out to add some freshness. And, and they have a break coming up here where they're going to have a chance to catch their breath, breath for the second half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's setting up pretty good. And even though, you know, Colorado's not going away, Dallas not going away. And Winnipeg kind of kind of yeah, hanging, hanging in there. there. And, yeah, yeah, you're right. You can see what happened. Even the three-game win, all of a sudden, Colorado was just – Five behind with a game at hand, but since then Colorado's lost two. But yeah, it can change in a minute in the central. So they've 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 got some uh, they got some work to, to do. But you know how it goes, Jeff. You get to the All Star break, things start to get a little more serious. And then boom, after that trade deadline, I mean it's uh, it's cats and dogs uh, fighting against each other. You know. And he's got some assets. Doug Armstrong does, and so that'll be a, a topic that we can hit on future editions of the net front as we get closer to the trade deadline because he's used had a chance to showcase some guys and. Yeah, I guess any any last words for for Zach Sanford. Speaking of bubbles, well, uh, yeah, he he. I mean, it's it's. I, I would say it's showtime, not just with the trade deadline, uh-huh. not that far away, but uh, Sammy Blay is is pretty close. You know, yeah, he's getting yeah. ever closer, and uh, so yeah, it's it's kind of showtime. He knows it. It's just just a matter of doing it. It's so easy for us to say, hey, just go out there, go all out, go throw your body into harm's way, crash into people, and you know, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not easy gotta to get, do. Got to get those Baruby points, man. Yeah, go in there, put your nose in there. Well, that's Jim Thomas. I'm Jeff Gordon. This has been Net for Our Presence. A reminder to check out all of our podcasts on stltoday.com slash podcast. Check out our digital subscriptions. A good user, uh, very good user experience and real nice redesign. Get that user experience with uh, with a nice, easy load on your tablet, your uh, smartphone, your uh or, uh, God, people still have laptop computers, I understand. Some people even read us at work yeah, on yeah. an actual uh, desktop. So, yeah. Yes, yes. But, well, people were asking on the chat uh, yesterday, when when is Netfront well, coming back? We just, and here we are. We're here back. We, yeah. All right. So we're back, and uh, that's our alarm. It says our show is done. <laughs>
And so until next time, I'm Jeff Gordon. Uh, that's been Jim Thomas. This has been Ed Front Presence. See you.